When Felicity, our middle daughter, was in preschool, I often had the opportunity to go home for lunch. And Phyllis has always been pretty reflective. She might not remember this, but she always greeted me with a question. And there was a day that she asked me this question. Why do people need God, Mommy? The other adults who were with me for lunch looked at me and sighed together very quickly, saying, we're glad you came home for lunch, and this isn't our question to answer. You know, light lunch conversation that happens in most households. We talked about how God makes people and loves us, wants the best of who we are. And then I, I said we mess up, even when we don't mean to. And God forgives us and then seeks to make a place with more God than our mistakes. And she nodded, this is a four-year-old, and said, you mean we need to say oops and sorry and then help make it better? Thought, this is exactly right. She got confession, pardon, reconciliation and redemption, oops, sorry, and make it all better. Theology wrapped up. There we go. Today, friends, we begin again. We begin our journey towards the cross and beyond. This midweek pause is the start of that annual Lenten journey for those of us who grew up in the church and know the language of Lent, it's very, very familiar. For those of us who have not, this is perhaps new and different language. Ash Wednesday begins this 40-day season, not counting Sundays, that always throws us off a little bit, leading towards Easter. And this sermon starts a whole series on one-word prayers, the kind that we might pray, often not even knowing it, like help and thanks and wow. This series is exploring those kind of prayers more deeply. What causes us to give those outbursts, oops, as we prepare for our journey with Jesus. In days gone by, one of the ways that you might have prepared your household for Lent could have been removing all the sweets and sugars and temptations from your house. I don't know, maybe. Shrove Tuesday, Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras yesterday would have been this last ditch effort to prepare and consume king cakes and pancakes and foshnots and donuts. Did anybody have any yesterday? 
Yeah, we, we had donuts at our house. Yeah, we had donuts at our house. Before the austerity of the days spent for the death and resurrection of Jesus. In those days, the leftovers were to be given to people of differing faiths in your neighborhood, and then your house was to be scrubbed, literally, from top to bottom, lest you be tempted to eat something sweet. Lent featured a commitment to simple foods, renewed spiritual practices, and visible holiness. Perhaps you enjoyed sweet confections yesterday, or maybe your Tuesday just didn't have space in it. There are days like that. As we journey through Lent together, I want to turn to Psalm 51 that had a similar focus with a different practice. Clean my heart, O God. Scrub it nice and good. Make it fresh and clean from all the things I've done that I'm not proud of. The ones that I wouldn't want to share or the things that I've been meaning to do that I've never quite gotten around to doing. When we speak of sin, it's both personal, the things where we've missed the mark and distanced us from God, and those corporate social things that you and I have done that have contributed to the ill will of others. We've fallen short in one way or another. This is radically different than the list of do's and do nots that we might have grown up with, you and I. We probably, I'm guessing, learned not to chew with our mouths open, not to pull our classmates' hair, to stop at stop signs, kind of the do's and do nots. We also learned that if we put our relationship with God and others at the center, that everything that causes ill will, anything like that, that is sin. While we maintain, and I'm committed to this thing, do not murder and do not covet and do not commit adultery, are at the center of our relationship with God for sure, they're in the light of how we relate, but they're not ends in themselves. Even having negative thoughts about those we don't like can be harmful, cause ill will as well. If you had a chance to read today's Lenten devotional, you already know about my relationship with dishes. If you've not, no problem. We have some Lenten bags that we can share with you or the devotionals on Facebook, but suffice it to say for this purpose, most mornings, dishes greet me in the morning. And they remind me of confession with a need to scrub and scrub those food particles pretty well. Whether you're the eater 
or the cook, you could still possibly be the dish washer. It's possible. When we confess, we're always allowing for something we didn't know about, something that caused ill will that wasn't our intention. Unacknowledged sin is not absent sin. It's simply disguised. Confession becomes the essential part of restoration and reconciliation in a relationship, both with God and with one another. Confession is then this double confession, both with one another and with God. Sin is like a, a dam that holds back the water of God's grace, and confession breaks it open, allowing for the divine waters for our thirsty soul, in which we receive God's forgiveness. But in confession, we shed this myth of innocence that you and I have always been good, and individually and corporately. Confessions of corporate sin allow us together to bear what might be difficult to bear individually. That's why we have a confession corporately together. With prayerful hope, together you and I, through God's grace, might change the pattern or the system in some way. It's like this. A sink full of dishes might be too much for one person to do, but put the whole family on it, and you might be able to tackle it. As we walk through the journey of Lent, we look towards the glory of the empty tomb. We realize that we have some work to do before we get there. Lent is that period in the Christian year where we do this kind of work. So I ask you, what are the ways in which your relationship with God and others has been a little blocked? How has ill invaded and overtaken the peace and joy that you've known? Where might you need to confess, either as an individual or as a part of God's bigger humanity? Where do you need to move towards peace and reconciliation, the peace that God offers after confession? Because we remember after we confess, God is infinitely more forgiving and fuller of grace than we could ever imagine. We marvel in that gift for ourselves, and we seek to emulate it for others. God's grace and love gives us inspiration and vision to forgive those who have brought ill will to us. You know, sometimes we've misunderstood that kind of forgiveness. Have you ever heard people say, forgive and forget? It's led to us thinking that there's a wiping clean of the slate that happens, a forgetting of what's come before. Instead, I appreciate the theologian Marjorie Suhaki, who says, to forgive is to bring about the well-being of the other, and then to live accordingly. 
To forgive those who have hurt you is to seek the goodwill of those who have hurt. So today, as we receive our ashen crosses, we're reminded that God made us from ash. From God we have come, and to God we will return, we heard just a little while ago. Our lives are in God's hands. And so we confess anything that separates us, not so we'll be humiliated, but so we'll be restored. If you're ever a part of one of the programs of Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous, we hear the phrase that once you are in recovery, you are always on that path. The same is true for those of us who are sinners. We still have the propensity to do the thing that brings ill will. So what changes? What's different? What gives us hope? Grace and love. The forgiveness of God for each and every one of us. Like Felicity's perceptive question, we ask, why do people need God? We, you and I, we need God for redemption and salvation, the very work of our souls. As we confess our oopses and our oh my goodness, big and small, let us together turn to God's salvation, a gift, an incredible gift brought to us through the sacrament of Holy Communion and throughout this season of Lent. Join me in this season of Lent with a clean heart, having scrubbed with confession before the steadfast God of us all. This, my friends, is the gospel. It's the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God.